Cheers, hooray, hurrah, once again. The Greg Proops Film Club takes to the ether here from the salubrious confines of Hollywood's most enchanting cinematic experience, the Cine Family, right here for a sold-out house to watch Billy Wilder's The Apartment. A fantastic holiday classic that covers the entire spectrum of human emotions from sadness and elation to mordant trenchant commentary on the human condition. It's the perfect antidote because um, outside uh, uh, your troubles, uh, forget them. In here, life is beautiful. Uh, we will have no truck with current events here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the wonderful world of film. Uh, this picture has Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon, who are both absolute magic in it, and uh, it's two of their best pictures. They were both nominated for the Oscar, but of course they didn't get them, because as you know, Hollywood even then was a serious, built brick-by-brick brick meritocracy. And thank you, that was the first satirical joke of the evening. We'll start slow since it's Christmas time, and we'll work our way toward the fulminating hatred that we all have in our hearts for the holiday season. I have a, uh, a fruitcake on my desk here. This was given to us by Kelly, a friend of the show, both a friend of the Smartest Man in the World podcast and the Greg Poops Film Club. Uh, Kelly gives me a, a fruitcake every year. Uh, however, he, he doesn't mail it to me, and that'll become significant as the movie wears on. So, uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine is uh, bubbly and bright and fantastic in this picture, and uh, is a... Uh, has a real modern role. And uh, I'm not gonna discuss uh, the characters or anything like that. If you've been here before, you'll know that this is only a jumping off point for me to talk about the three times that I met Billy Wilder. So here we go. <laughs> My wife, Jennifer, who chose this movie tonight, and it's one of her particular favorite movies. Uh, thank God she's at the helm of the film club because uh, people actually attend and, uh, and they, there's enjoyment. Um, I think if I picked the movies, there would be like eight guys in here, and at the end of it, people go like, you want to go to Canners? No, fuck it. Um, <laughs> so it's a success in that regard, and uh, I, I, I honor her and her fine choice here this evening. My Christmas movies over the last five years were Scrooge with uh, Albert Finney. Thank you very much. Thank you, I know. Hold your applause. And, uh, I, and I don't remember the other one. And... All of hers have been awesome. So, uh, so she saw Billy Wilder once at the King's Road Cafe, and he stopped in a, was it a town car, with his wife Audrey in the back. Pulled out and bought Der Stern and Der Spiegel, and a couple German papers as well, I reckon, and then got back in the car. So I, we were here in the 90s, and he used to have an office over in Beverly Hills, right? And I was walking down Rodeo, um, because um, I'm amazingly glamorous, and uh, I was, Mel Melanie Griffith and I were just had, just had some tuna salad, and it was, uh, the this is the 90s, it was off the chain, and uh, we were gonna go over to Charlie's, but you know, fucking stuff. Anyway, uh, we, uh, I was walking over Rodeo, and um, uh, who do I see but Billy Wilder coming toward me in a beret, uh, um, his giant glasses uh, with a walking stick in his right hand, and he's hobbling down the street, and uh, I, I'm alone with him. I look behind me and there's no one to speak of behind him and it's clear sailing. And I'm like, holy shit, so I really have to do this. And uh, there comes a time in almost every film fan's life when they have to meet Billy Wilder. <laughs> For some people, it's a joyless march uh, that ends in ignominy. For others, the whiff of impending success is almost overpresent, present uh, and uh, a dream fulfilled is the best that they can hope for as the glorious fireworks go off uh, and everything they knew would happen happens. 
So uh, I'm walking down the street, and there's Billy Wilder. And so I go up to him, and I go, excuse me, Mr. Wilder. And he stops, and he goes, yes. And I said, uh, I would like to tell you that I'm a very great fan of yours. And may I shake your hand? And he takes his stick from his right hand and puts it in his left hand, shakes my right hand, and goes, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Needless to say, I phoned Jennifer post-haste, recounted the entire thing several times over. Uh, it was a very exciting experience. Uh, it was exactly everything that I wanted from him. It was succinct and witty, and you could have closed the picture with it. Um, that's the last line of a movie, right? Thank you. Goodbye. So I went to see him at a tribute, and Curtis Hansen was there. I think Nick Lemon was sick that night, but Tony Curtis got up. And Tony Curtis goes, uh, we're doing the uh, um, fittings for Some Like It Hot. And uh, Billy Wilder comes in and tells us, Dory Sherry's gonna do our gowns. And we're like, he goes, me and Lemon are like, Dory Sherry, Dory Sherry, right? They're dancing together, because Dory Sherry's gonna do the dresses for Some Like It Hot for the guys. And um, this is funny, by the way. <laughs> Oh, jaded, callous sophisticates of the L.A. area who snort powdered pills off each other's genitalia and try not to get the ring septic while a general feeling of permissiveness and orgiastic glee ensues all about you in a lime green light. Don't let me characterize what your lives are like too much, but you know I'm not far off the mark on this for a lot of people in this room. All right, let me try again. For those of you who are punching up some shit and trying to get a gig. Yeah, I think I hit a little closer to the air conditioner in the window. Thank you. Dory Sherry does their gown, so they go in for a fitting. And it's Lemon and Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe. And he measures Jack Lemon, and then he measures Tony Curtis. Then he gets to Marilyn, and he goes, "My." Your ass is bigger than Tony Curtis's. And she opens her top and goes, yeah, but does he have tits like these? <laughs> I realized this year might not be the best year for that joke. <laughs> but I thought I'd give it the old college swing since I really saw him have it. So at the same event, uh, at the end of the night, finally Billy Wilder's produced. He's been sitting in the front row much like a gnome, uh, unseen to humans until the moment when he materializes. Uh, he had been there the whole night, but at the very front, and it was impossible to see even over the shortest crowd members seated because he was quite gnomic at that point. And uh, he was a, 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 a humble figure. He was a Christmas ornament. He was, he was tiny, do you understand? Thumbelina. And, uh, so he stood up and he got on his stick and he mounted the stage up a staircase and got all the way to the, uh, first of all, they gave him a florid introduction that lasted a good deal of time. And the clips were shown and uh, a fantastic clip of double indemnity was shown where Fred McMurray voices over, he's driving up and um, Silver Lake, he just was, was it felt Los Feliz? One of those places on Los Feliz that cost $25,000. And the whole crowd burst into spontaneous applause. <laughs> that cost $25,000. And uh, so Billy Wilder gets up after all this and uh, gets to the microphone and goes, thank you, and then fucks right off. 
So I've had uh, six words from Billy Wilder. One time I saw him walking down the street accompanied by two other giant uh, types, I guess they were his uh, staff, taking him back to the office, which he went to religiously every day because why would your wife want you to stay home after a lifetime at the studio? That's not right. After 40 years there, she's like, oh, hooray, you're here again. It's lunch and I was gonna go somewhere, but now you're here and boo. Um, and so uh, uh, I saw him that time, but there was no interchange, however brief. Although I realized the brevity of his remarks uh, doesn't belie his great wit. Here's a few things that he said about pictures that are so unbelievably funny. Um, if there's anything I hate more than not being taken seriously, it's being taken too seriously. Uh, you have the right to dream so you can get up in the morning. We need that one more than ever. A director must be a policeman, a midwife, a psychoanalyst, a sycophant, and a bastard. I leave it up to you to see which parts he worked on which parts of this picture. Uh, happiness is working with Jack Lemmon. Um, he has Van Gogh's ear for music. <laughs> be funny or they'll kill you. France is a fun, what did France? Uh, right, uh, I can't, that one somehow didn't come in. Well, there you are. Uh, in any case, uh, he's a man of infinite wit. Um, the diaspora uh, from Europe in the uh, uh, 20s and 30s, of course, lent Hollywood so many fantastic uh, uh, writers, actors, directors, musicians, composers, uh, grips, and everyone. Uh, but Billy Wilder, uh, in this case, I think is cake-taking for the causticness and accuracy uh, of his depiction of the human condition, um, both as a, a humorous antidote and as a, a reminder and a rejoinder at all times. He worshipped Lubitsch, and I don't know if you get near Lubitsch because Lubitsch is that combination of hilarity and humanity, which is inconceivably difficult uh, to perform. Uh, as you can see, simple comedy is difficult to perform. Uh, I think I'm giving a vivid demonstration of that. So the least you could do is check in every once in a while. It is the holiday season after all. I mean, my goodness, God bless us everyone, right? He said, trying to pull at their heartstrings. Oh look, the world, everything's gonna be okay because out of the world comes dun 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 dun. Ah, the soothing balm that makes the world go round. This movie has so many conventions uh, that uh, today I think seem fantastically uh, black and white to us. Uh, phonograph record players, but I guess for a lot of the groovy people that live here uh, that have driven over from the uh, Silver Lake area, this is part and parcel of your experience every day. You were probably listening to Chris Sett ironically on the way over. Mm. And, uh, 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 telephones and uh, ha house keys. Fortunately, we all still have keys. Um, and the, the whole picture uh, revolves around uh, this notion. Um, it also uh, is a fantastic, uh, because it takes place at Christmas time, you get to see a 1960s office party. And I only bring it up for a couple of reasons. One, um, I don't think we'll ever see the like again, uh, although uh, time will tell over the next four years uh, when we're living in, <laughs> 
When we're living in pools of alkali and people have chosen one of two tribes, the Mohawks or the Suits, and uh, we're fighting for bread in the streets and uh, somehow Puerto Rico is at war with us. Uh, China has already taken over Seattle at this point. It's, uh, th you, you know the scenario I'm talking about here. There's a constant acid rain and uh, you can buy noodles downtown, but you, got, you know, you might get shivved. Uh, you know, that LA that we've seen a million, you know, a taco truck goes by and there's like a, a, you know, a human body hanging off the back of it and you eat there anyway, you know. Because we're all worried about that. Uh, I think it gives you a good chance to see a, a 60s uh, office party in all of its fantastic bacchanalic licentiousness uh, where people are over the top drunk and anything goes. And um, Wilder shot the scene on December 23rd and gave everybody booze and, and said it was his best day he ever had as a director. <laughs> he said, I didn't say a word. I sat back and watched the whole day. And... Uh, that excited me uh, a great deal. I, I never knew it when I'd seen the picture uh, the previous 425 times, but um, having seen it since then. Jack Lemmon, when we saw him uh, years ago at the uh, Cinematheque, recalled uh, Mr. Tronier, their uh, art director, who uh, won uh, uh, the Oscar for art direction this year uh, that, for this picture. And uh, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, not to spoil everything, uh, there's a giant crane shot, which uh, Billy Wilder doesn't really do. And uh, the trickery uh, that was used by Mr. Trenier, uh, see if you can notice it. That's all I want to uh, throw out there as a small pickled herring uh, for you to chase down into the comprehensive kishka uh, that is going to be the buffet that we all attend later. <laughs> Seeing Jack Lemmon speak was watching an actor recollect every moment of their career with a crispness of uh, remembrance and a characterization for almost everyone that he met on the set. A comprehensive knowledge of film and uh, how uh, he reacted as an actor to Wilder's direction and whatnot. Seeing Tony Curtis speak was like watching an enchanted small monkey in a Christmas movie <laughs> take to the skies and whirl its tail and make you laugh and, and then you fed it a, a candied prune and it, and it did a backflip and, <laughs> and you like went, this is awesome. I've never wanted to pet something more than this and feed it candied fruit. Uh, that was the difference I felt uh, in their uh, um, recapitulations of their glory days in Hollywood because Tony Curtis was asked a series of questions and every single question he responded with, Burt Lancaster was marvelous. He was a marvelous man and a very, very, very dear friend of mine. What was it like to work with Clifford Odets? Clifford Odets was marvelous. He was a marvelous man and a very, very dear friend of mine. What was it like to work with Alexander McKittrick, the director? Alexander McKittrick was marvelous and a very, very dear. And you went, oh, I got it. Uh, you're not gonna uh, cough it up. But he did tell that awesome Marilyn Monroe story. Um, Shirley MacLaine, of course, remembers everything that ever happened. <laughs> not just when she was making this movie, but of course, when she was Zenobia, the queen of Syria. And uh, so many other, uh, well, she was uh, Hypatia of Alexandria. There was a lot of incarnations. And uh, Catherine the Great, I believe, was mentioned in one of the books. I love her for that, and I will hear nothing bad about Shirley MacLaine. I don't care if she rides around on a broomstick and throws fucking avocados at everyone. <laughs> She's a superstar of the highest caliber and has every right uh, to be awesome. And uh, to give you an idea of how awesome she is, 
during the making of this picture. She was set free for a day so she could do her cameo in Ocean's Eleven. And uh, a lot of you are jaded and only two people reacted, but here's the point. <laughs> Nothing that cool's ever happened to you in your life so far. <laughs> And it's likely nothing will, okay? So you can climb off my wiener this fucking instant and enjoy a cup of hot, frosty proop nog uh, as the evening progresses. If you're gonna fucking judge Shirley MacLaine, Rat Pack Stories. Reconsider, audience. You see those sleigh bells ringing and bunnies hopping there too. I combined an Easter carol with a Christmas carol just then. Christ is rising and you are having a This picture's worthy in every regard. And uh, it's one of those pictures I think that if you've seen it before, you'll relive all the groovy moments. And if you've not seen it, um, I'm so excited for you. Um, there's probably four or five great American pictures that uh, we can argue them all night. Let's argue them right now. Uh, uh, the Hustler, Casablanca, uh, uh, and this picture, and that's it. And <laughs> see what I did? I made it simple for everyone. But what about Citizen? Boom. Window closed. Um, Citizen Kane, I would never show. And the reason is you can see it on your own. Without me interfering, without my judgment. You'll see it on your own and you'll be like, hmm, I wonder what Greg would have thought of that. You won't actually think that, because you never do, but you would have <laughs> if you'd watched Citizen Kane. I'm not saying it's not funny. <laughs> Orson Welles had many skills uh, as a performer and director. Um, Quippy, what I wouldn't be what I would. Zangy, zesty, pacey. Uh, this picture's got all that and a whole loads more. My objection with the movies of today, and by the movies of today, I don't mean all movies of today. I mean Hollywood rom-coms. Let's just specify right in there because this is what this would be in the category of were it today. Um, uh, seemed to me two middle-aged people. Um, pretending they're young, acting really dopey over a series of situations that should have happened when you were 19 to 24. And um, that doing them now is not only uh, humiliating for us as an audience member, uh, but when you throw in that they have a, a dysfunction of some kind or, 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 or the, uh, some sort of minor compulsion that makes them quirky and idiosyncratic, it's even more insulting. Um, I'm reminded of a movie where Jennifer Aniston owned a ferret. And uh, I... I understand the impulse to own a ferret as a movie character. <laughs> it makes your character singular uh, because there's not going to be two characters in the movie. Like a cab's not going to pull up and there's not going to be a ferret that pops up behind the wheel. You know what I mean? The, the chances are slim. You're not going to go to the beach and there's like a ferret ranch or whatever with llamas and whatnot. Uh, oh, I don't know why llamas. Well, they're incidental. I mean, the point is. Um, but I, I, I bummed out. Um, uh, real quirk is uh, not something you uh, is something you work for so that it seems seamless. Um, you, what you don't want is everyone to go, oh, there's a ferret, <laughs> and uh, this movie has no ferrets. <laughs> By way of the world's worst metaphor, <laughs> a 
I just thought we'd stop by to take the air at air. I'm getting sentimental in my old age. And uh, are you in your old age? Why don't you back the fuck off a little? And uh, what I want you to know is this. Um, I couldn't be uh, happier uh, that we've uh, been showing pictures here for uh, uh, 34 years now. And uh, the first picture we showed was Summer Love with Troy Donahue. And um, I don't even know if that's a movie. I just made that up. <laughs> it sounded good though, didn't it? Um, maybe you haven't seen Chaps Out West with Russ Temblin, but uh, yeah. You'll never forget the Palomino sequence. Talk about Christmassy. There's two people that embody Christmas, of course. Uh, I was gonna say Bing Crosby, and then I thought, why? I've never liked him. Uh, <laughs> John Wayne, of course, um, because of his racism. And uh, the fact that he's often uh, supporting the dominant paradigm in the character of an angry, drunk Irish person which I think is imperative to American film. As I've said before, the through line of American movies is that everyone is Scottish-Irish. <laughs> Spencer Tracy, Jimmy Cagney, you get the idea, Ryan O'Neill. Uh, yeah, try that one on, Ryan O'Neill, yeah. You weren't ready for that. Uh, Chris Pine or whatever, he's Southern. Yeah, you get the idea. Well, how, what about all the people named McReynolds? Um, this picture, uh, Billy Wilder said um, that Jack Wild, uh, Lemon, Jack Wild. I actually turned Jack Lemon into Jack Wild from H.R. Puffin stuff for a second there. <laughs> that was a very trepidatious Christmas moment. I want you to know that this isn't going to turn into the party that you go to with your relatives when everybody loses their footing slightly about an hour in. And someone says something really weird. Like, I'd never move to fucking Missouri if my life depended on it. And your cousin turns and goes, I fucking live there. <laughs> we haven't reached that moment. But I did just call uh, Billy Wilder Jack Wilde for a second. Which gives me pause. Uh, Billy Wilder said of Jack Lemmon uh, that he was the, the Goyam character that he always wanted. Uh, the parts are Jewish, but Jack Lemmon plays them like the white guy playing a Jewish guy. And if you think about Jack Lemmon's comprehensive career of neurotic uh, maniacs and concerned fathers and uh, desperate businessmen and uh, magnificent uh, whistleblowers and uh, tremendous, right? I mean, Jack Lemmon covers the waterfront. He's one of those rare actors who's as gifted dramatically as he is comedically. Robert De Niro, we all love. There's no question of that. Robert De Niro's not funny. There, I've said it. I hope this film club never goes to him. I don't want him to hear this. I'm gonna have them cut it out. Even in the comedies, especially in the comedies. Meet the fucking, what's that one? Fuck you, meet the fuck yous. That's beyond the fucking pale of horrible. And what's the one with Billy Crystal? I analyze these. <laughs> a baby kitten could knock that movie over comedically. That's how weak it is. <laughs> he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't try, he tries. He's not Al Pacino. When Al Pacino does comedy, that's just the worst thing that ever happened. 
I don't want to square off with Al Pacino because I feel even in his 70s he could completely plant a Spanish Cuban heel in my fucking nards <laughs> and send me spinning like fucking Scarface. But uh, Dick Tracy, wow. That's some hard fucking going. What does this have to do with Christmas, Greg? <laughs> Fuck everyone in Missouri. <laughs> I guess we have reached that point. Um, uh, this picture uh, will delight and uh, um, I urge you, if you have not seen other Billy Wilder pictures, to watch The Lost Weekend, um, Sunset Boulevard, uh, some like it hot. Uh, I, I would start there and then move my way down. Of course, there's Double Indemnity. And uh, uh, then there's some really weird ones like The Spirit of St. Louis, which you should never watch ever in your life because one day you'll be quite old and you'll have a tube inside you and you'll be lying on your deathbed and you'll go, why did I watch Jimmy Stewart play Lindbergh for two hours? <laughs> and I don't want that to be a thought in your head. Instead, I want you to watch the ones I told you to watch, which are an ace in the hole if you can bear it uh, with Kirk Douglas, uh, where Kirk Douglas has served tacos in New Mexico, but he's so angry, he goes, tacos, like that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, happy holidays. I give you now the awesome The Apartment. Yeah.